Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick 6 Podcast, Black Monday, on a Tuesday, because that's, of course, the best day to do it. Nick Costos, Will Brinson, Pete Prisco. So, guys, let's run through all of the job openings in the National Football League and talk about replacements and candidates that we like to fill said spots. And, Will, we're going to get to that in just one second. But let's do a little gloating, first and foremost, because you and I both beat Pete Prisco in the Super Contest regular season edition. Pete, two games behind, both you and me. Pete is a loser. You and I are winners. I am a loser, but I will win in the end. You watch. No, I, you lost. It's no. Right. You lost. You're no, we play it out in the playoffs, you idiot. Are we not playing it out in the playoffs? Are you not? Are we, how come when I was up to two games on both you guys, you guys all said, okay, we're going to use the playoffs too, and now all of a sudden you're not using the playoffs? We are the champions, yeah, well, we all, my friend. You know what? We all stink. It's the loser. We all stink. <laughs> We all stink, and by the way, couple things. If I had changed the Colts freebie that one day on against the Texans, I would have been one behind you. And Brinson gets an asterisk because he cheated and changed the pick that nobody knew about. So, so Nick, so Nick, you are the champion. I don't know. I saw the official standings, Pete, and you are at the bottom. Yeah, but Nick, you're the champion. You're the winner. You're a sole winner. You won by yourself. Wow, Pete, Pete's so desperate to pull somebody. He doesn't want the two on one, so he's trying to drag. No, me. look, you guys beat me. Did you? You guys beat me in the regular season contest. I admit it, but did you not say that we were carrying? Let's call it. Let's call it by its proper name. We want. We beat you in the super contest. Right, you beat what me. Do you guys in the regular season to do for the playoffs pickup. We're going to pick three games. Your idea. I like Pete's idea. You pick three games, three out of the four games. So you can pick three, whatever three you want from the weekend. And eliminate one. And you what? And eliminate one. So we each only pick three of the four games. Right. The other thing we could do is pick all four games, because Jason will be on this podcast too. You pick all four games, but you have to pick one that you're, so each game is worth one point, except you pick one that is worth five points. Yeah, I like that. That's good too. We can do that too. No, but five, five is too many points though. For three points, yeah, whatever. For it is. three, I like one yeah. and three. Yeah, yeah that's I'll good. Then, that's but good. Then we'll do a four. We'll do all four of us. And Jason. no, no, no. Jason's playoff picks don't matter. These matter because we're doing it as as the contest is carried. Our contest is carried over through the postseason. So shut up. Well, 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 if that's the case, then then we can't do the added points then. Right. We're this just is a everything new contest. We can do a separate. I agree. I think this is a new contest. No, lost. no, yes. no, because we've carried it over. Two weeks ago, when I was leading, you, you guys were both bickering. We're going to do playoffs. We're going to do the playoffs. We are the champs. No, no, the whole season carries over. Then, then you know what? If here's the bottom line: if you the playoffs, if you like, if you can pick the playoffs and have a great record in the playoffs, people. Respect that. No, I've always had a great record in the playoffs, and I won the last two years in the playoffs, and I won the contest beating Nick the last two years in the playoffs. So bottom line is, no, I won our contest. Look, you won the super contest. I won our contest. Is that correct? I won the super contest. Correct, but I won our contest. Which is the most prestigious handicapping competition in the world, the super contest or our contest? Our contest for our bragging rights. I think pretty sure it's the super. No, bragging rights 
And you know what? What's more prestigious, the New England Patriots going undefeated in the regular season or the Giants winning the Super Bowl? Honestly, my fantasy team going undefeated, more prestigious than everything. Right, right. Hey, good. bottom line is we're going to pick the games like we did in the regular season, and we can also have a side contest if you want. All right, so we'll figure that out over the course of the week. So let's hop into the Black Monday um, job openings here. And let's start with the team whose job has been open for quite some time now, the New York Football Giants, Peter Prisco. We've seen Dave Gettleman put out some feelers to interview some candidates, including Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia. Who do you like best as a head coach fit for Big Blue? Well, I don't think Josh McDaniels will fit there. I would go get him if I were them, but I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to work with Gettleman. I don't know if they have any relationship at all. Uh, and he's not going to want to go into a situation where he's got a guy he doesn't know above him. So I, I think Matt Patricia would make a lot of sense. Look, bottom line is, why don't they go back to Mike Smith? I mean, he almost got the job two years ago. Go back to Mike Smith. They liked him enough. John Mara liked him enough that he almost hired him back in the day, so why not go back to him? I, I don't get it. Why? Because his defense wasn't great this year? He had no players. He had, they got better this year, but he had no players. So... To me, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, Matt Patricia, though, would be a good – I think Matt Patricia's going to be a good coach. I do. I think that Matt Patricia would make sense. I think Mike Smith would make sense. And I think Steve Wilkes would make a lot of sense, too. Yeah, Steve Wilkes is another people. guy. Yeah. I mean, look, I, the, the thing about the Giants' job, and let's be clear, it is a blue-chip job in the sense of it is one of the, um, you know, traditional NFL, like the Packers, the Steelers, the Giants, yada, yada, yada. It's a you know, blue-blood job, whatever it is. But the reality is you will be working for Dave Gettleman, who is not um, super chill. <laughs> maybe not a people person. I think Gettleman is, I think Gettleman is a great GM. I think he'll be really good to the Giants. But, I mean, you're, you know, he's not. He's gruff. He's, not, he's gruff. He's Let's put it out there. He's gruff. He's, he's a little rough around the edges. I think you need to be prepared to work with him. Steve Wilkes has worked with him. I think, I think Pete's right. I think Mike Smith would fit there. Patricia, you know, bearded dude, loves football, whatever. Yeah, sure, it'll work. Um, the other thing about the Giants job, if you take over the Giants, you're in good shape because you have some weapons on offense with, uh, you know, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. You need an offensive line, but you also have to be understanding that you're probably going to be in a situation where you're doing a transitional thing with Eli Manning, right? I mean, like, at this point, Eli's got to be coming back if Gettleman's staying there. Well, 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 don't you think it's, don't you think it's obvious though, the way it's going to be? And I don't think it's going to be that difficult. Eli comes back next year. They draft a quarterback at two. Right. That quarterback sits for this yeah. year, and that quarterback plays in 2019. I don't even think it's that difficult. I don't it's either. Not that but if you're if you're the coach who's coming in, you have to be on board with that as opposed to starting fresh with a new quarterback. Like you can't just. I mean, I think there are a lot of coaches who would like who would rather have that young quarterback to start with their own. If Eli Manning, you maybe build up the offensive line. You know Dave Gettleman's going to make the defensive line better through the draft. It's not a bad, it's, it's a good situation to be in. You just have to be willing to work with Gettleman. To me, Wilkes makes a lot of sense, and I agree with the other two. Well, let me toss this out there to you guys, and here's where I kind of disagree, Will, with something that you just said about maybe wanting to start fresh with the rookie quarterback. I mean, we saw the Vikings do it this year. It is very possible to rebuild an offensive line in one offseason. I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do, but it's not outside the realm of possibility that the Giants could field a functional, if not above-average, offensive line next season. They've got the talents on defense. You reference some of the, the the weapons that they have on offense. Get a running back at some point in free agency or the draft. I think Gallman's not bad as, as, as an option. I'm not saying he's a lead guy. But, like, you're telling me that this Giants team can't reload and go back to being a 9 or 10 win ne team next season? I mean, this is just how the National Football League works. I don't think the Giants are that far off. Now, I'm not saying to win a Super Bowl, but to compete once again 
if they can get an offensive line in there. Like, I don't think this is... Where are they going to get an offensive line? Where are they going to get an offensive line, Nick? If they're not going to use the... Look, look at what the Vikings did. Yeah, but there's no... This year's offensive line class is pretty bad. Run, run through it for us. Like, so well, I mean, some of their guys are... Weston Richburg's an unrestricted free agent, right? I mean, they got to take care of... Their, Justin Pugh's an unrestricted free agent. Do you want to bring those guys back? I would be okay with bringing Richburg back. Pugh, I don't care one way or the other. I mean, some of the guys on the – Newhart from Indianapolis is an unrestricted free agent. He's an interesting guy. Um, but, I mean, it's not a good list, I'll be honest with you. It's just not a really good offensive line list. Well, I did like what Dave Gettleman said, make it a priority to fix the offensive line. So, uh, look, the, the offensive line can't be worse next year than it was this year. So the Giants do have that going for them. I want to throw one thing out there here before we move on to the next team, and we'll roll through these pretty quickly here because I've been uh, driving the – Lincoln Riley bandwagon, and I'll tell you, at halftime of the of the uh, the Rose Bowl on Monday, that was looking pretty good before Lincoln Riley. I don't know what the hell happened at the end of the game and in the overtime sessions, but he got very conservative here. Are we off the Lincoln Pete? I know you were never on it, really. Will, are you off the Lincoln Riley bandwagon at this point as it concerns the NFL? Uh, no, I mean I'm on the Lincoln Riley as a superstar coach. Um, bandwagon dude is 34 took over oklahoma and took him to the playoffs they had some moments the 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 squib kick at the halftime probably cost him the game i think it flipped the it really did i mean yeah. it's unbelievable yeah got georgia back in the game i thought got a little questionable that maybe maybe it was baker mayfield checking into a certain place but i thought that they ran they took it out of his hands too much in the um Late in the game and in overtime, and then they threw that wheel route on third down. It's, it's a lot of, a lot well, of. Well, if Mayfield completes that pass, though, if he throws a better ball, like Oklahoma wins the game, though. So that, right, that play, lost the game. So. It's, more, it's more like, the, it's more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't win the game, so you know. But, but, but um, like, with the Heisman Trophy quarterback missed the pass on that game. That's a low Yeah, why they ran a they ran a reverse to a, a, a jet sweep to a guy who hadn't carried it all year. That was the dumbest yeah. call I've ever seen. Uh, but I, I don't think I don't think it matters because I don't think Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma. He's he's called he's been a head coach for for one year. He isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I, I thought I was ahead of the curve with my Lincoln Riley. Take. No, no, I think I think I think. Look, I don't I'm not I'm not saying that this will end the same way, but I think calling for Lincoln Riley to make a leap to the NFL right now is sort of similar to when people were saying, "Ah, oh, Kevin Sumlin got to make that jump." Like, let's let's get a little more. Um, of a base of him as a head coach before we do that. Um, you know who we have a, a large base for as a head coach? And I think this one's so interesting because people are all over the map in terms of their opinions. The Oakland Raiders with John Gruden. Now, I said this to Pete Will on Sunday night while you were boarding with your New Year's plans while me and Pete were slaving away in the office. I actually think that Gruden became underrated again over the course of the last however many years he's been calling Monday Night Football because all you've heard is how overrated he is, and now I believe that John Gruden is actually underrated as a coach in the public eye. People are like, John Gruden, not a good coach. Um, Did we remember what John Gruden did in Oakland, won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay? I think John Gruden's a pretty damn good coach. I think he's overrated. I, I think he's way overrated. I, look, he won, with, won the Super Bowl – with a already ready-made team, he did it. Give him credit for it. They did win it, so he gets credit you're for not that. Giving, you're not giving. Well, I am, but he also I had. Think, I think Pete. I think Pete is inherently correct here that Gruden, regardless of what he's done in the past and regardless of what he might do, is overrated. Like if they're giving, if they're going to give him seven million a year or whatever, they're going to give him plus ownership of the team. 
He's overrated. Like, like he had he won one Super Bowl, got fired by the Bucks. He's he is clearly overrated, even if he's a good coach. I I look at his six last six years in Tampa. They were average as average can be, and he lost two playoff games, zero two in the playoffs after the Super Bowl run. Look, bottom line is. He's a good, solid coach, but they make him out to be the next coming of, of, uh, you know, Bill Belichick. That he is not, okay? He is not that. So, if he, look, the bottom line is he had a lot of personnel control in, inside Tampa. Guys I know in Tampa said he was knee-jerk reactionary. Get me this guy. Get me that guy. I'm going to go get him. He wants to get rid of everybody every day. Awful, awful Gruden impersonation. Just awful. Get me this guy. Give me, me this guy. That guy. Stone that Cold Killer. Bit, that was a little better. Say, look, he's, say, he's overrated. What you're hearing, though, Pete? Like, it's going to be a superstar <laughs> staff around him. Like, if he gets John Morton to be the OC and Paul Gunther as his DC, you're telling me that's not a badass coaching staff in Oakland? It's a good staff. I, I I like what John Morton's done. I know Paul Gunther. I think Paul Gunther's a hell of a coach. It would be a good staff. Yeah. That helps. Look, look Gruden will probably have success. But, I mean, you know, Derek Carr's got to got to improve from this. This is a bad season for Derek Carr. I realize he was banged up. Um they got to get better defensively. You know, is John Gruden going to fix that? Pete pointed out with Tampa, I mean, that that defense was a legendary all-time defense, and it was just sitting there. It had been built up by Tony Dungy. It was just sitting there waiting for him. And then, you know, he didn't you know, didn't didn't win with it again. So it's worth noting. I, 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 gotta, I Go ahead. Finish, Wolf. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, look, Gruden did it up every year. And so he sort of put on this pedestal as this guy who might come down from the booth and save your franchise. And I think when that happens, we forget about all the warts from the past. I mean, look, the guy, I mean, what, 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 would you have beat his last six years? Like his, his coaching record didn't. No, his coaching record is not, it was not good the last six years. You know, the whole thing about he's been out of the game for what, nine years now, that doesn't bother me because I think you can overcome that because he's been around the game. He's a smart guy. He understands I mean, football. Did was out of the game for, what, 15 years and, and doing broadcasting before he came back and won a Super Bowl with the Rams in, what, year year two or year three of being there? Who's that? Dick, when Dick Vermeil, when he quit the Eagles. Right? Yeah, he but... Out. He took a 15 years off, came back and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Joe Gibbs came back and was, wasn't very good. Guys have come back. Uh, of course, but I'm just saying that there's precedent on both sides. Right. Like, I don't think you can... No, I'm not saying that. I think no, he's going to be. And I, and I know. I'm saying that for the people that disagree. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, let me ask you something. Why didn't was Gruden hired um, immediately after being fired by the Bucks? Is that right? Has he been on? Has he been on Monday Night Football for like eight years? I, I don't know that. He, I don't think he went right into the booth. In May '09, Gruden was hired to serve as a color analyst, replacing. Has he been doing Monday Night Football for eight years? Is that possible? Well, I guess so. I and you know what? The whole and the whole time he's been doing it, he's criticized. I think a total of three people. So he, oh, he, got to, he are, let me, okay. I mean, look, I, it just doesn't feel like it's been that long. I guess it has. He's been doing Monday Night Football longer than he coached the Bucks. That's wild. And, and, and if I'm Andy Reid, I'm not letting him in my building on Sunday, oh, on Saturday. Who cares? I mean, that I disagree. Who cares? No, 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 no. I agree with that completely. Division rival? Yeah. They've known each other for 20 years. They coached on the same staff. What do you mean? They're keeping national secrets from each other? I mean, come on. Yeah, but you don't, you're gonna let him talk to his players too? Who talked to the players? What's he gonna do? Interrogate them? Like, yes. are you gonna run on from yes. down? I mean, get yes. Out let me tell you something. The year Tom Coughlin wasn't coaching, okay? You know what he did? He went around to all the teams and he found out, he found guys. And he did, in, in 1995 he did that and he did it again when he wasn't coaching the year after he got fired in Jacksonville. So, 
Look, bottom line is don't allow them. Don't let them. Don't let them do that. I wouldn't. I gotta, should, I I write gotta, that, should I write that for some hot clicks, Pete? That is that 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 is a clickbait. Andy Reid should keep ESPN and John Gruden out of the building on Saturday this week. Yeah. It's Brinson colon. Keep Gruden out of KC. What is? What was your? What was your stupid little? You're like I got. I gotta tell you. I, I, Will, I think that you're usually on target with a lot of those little missives you throw out there. I, I think that if you ask most fans, is Wild Card Weekend going to be a good weekend of football? Most would say no. I'm yes. going the other way. No, I think it'll be good. I think that's well, we'll get to that later this week. But there's a lot of lot of high points for it. But I think the bigger thing to take away from Gruden is it's done, right? I mean, like it's basically done. If, if How could Adam it not Schefter. Be? Who is Gruden's colleague? I mean, like, there's the sources you get from this are from the ESPN guys, right? I mean, not even like the Raiders stuff. This is like, what is ESPN telling you? Gruden has told them, and it seems like he's leaving. I, that's you know, I, it's crazy. I never thought it was his, but it feels callous the way that the Raiders fired Jack Del Rio. I, I still think don't, don't go six and ten, Jack. I, I still think that uh, the stuff about him getting a piece of the team is malarkey, not Mike. You don't. You hope so, because that, that would be legit insanity. And, and I, one thing here, and I don't want me to take us in another direction, but I, I hate, I hate the revisionist history that goes along with the Gruden Tampa Bay Super Bowl that, oh, Gruden came in and he won with Tony Dungy's players. They fired Tony Dungy because Tony Dungy couldn't get that team over the hump and through the Eagles and through the Rams in the NFC. Gruden comes in and whether you right, wrong, or indifferent, what he did after that, he got them beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, and they slammed the Raiders in the Super Bowl. They'd be like, oh, well, he knew Bill Callahan's calls. You beat who's on your schedule. He won the freaking Super Bowl. Can we stop discrediting no. him for what he did no. in Tampa Bay? No, he won a Super Bowl. You can discredit him for it, though. He, he, and he, he inherited it. 7-9 and 5-11 and the next two years. Right. They won the Super Bowl. I mean, he went to Tampa, and they won a World And by the way, that, that, Tampa, team, so that Tampa team that lost to the Rams – that was Sean King was their quarterback, and they they almost won that game on the road. Come on! But they didn't. They lost. Yeah, well. And then and, and, and then and then and then they lost to the Eagles in the playoffs. What a couple times after that before Gruden came in. The NFC was really tough then. Sorry, right. but but Gruden, Gruden comes in. And that, now they're trying to say if it wasn't for the Tuck rule, he would have won another Super Bowl. I mean, is that wrong? Like you're making it like that's, that's literally a revisionist history, right? True, true or false, if the tuck rule is called correctly, the Raiders beat the Patriots and they win the Super Bowl in 2001. True or false? It's just revisionist history. It's right. literally what you're getting mad about. With I, am, I am asking you what you think would have happened. False. The, the, Rams would have, the Rams would have steamrolled. There's no, no. The Rams team that lost to the Patriots would have steamrolled the Raiders? No. And the Raiders would have gone into Pittsburgh and waxed Cordell Stewart and the Steelers. So you're giving the, you're giving the Raiders three more wins after that. Two right. more wins. You're giving, right. you're giving the Raiders three playoff wins that they don't have, and you're mad about the revisionist history of a guy who went seven and nine and five and eleven after winning a Super Bowl, and then summarily got canned by the team in the Super Bowl before, before being put in the Ring of Honor on him with a game on his broadcast. That that team was ten and six. That team was that Raiders team was ten and six that year. They were ten and six. One like they were what? Who was the best team in the AFC that year, regardless of record in, in two thousand one? Which was the best team in the AFC? The team that won it. The Patriots with right. Brady. Right. The team that should have lost to the Raiders in the Tuck Rule game. Yeah. The Steelers. No, no, not the Steelers. No, because the Raiders would have beat the Steelers the same way they the, 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 the Steelers pissed down their legs in that AFC title game. Drew Bledsoe came in and beat them in the AFC title game that year. 
It's not revisionist history. These are facts. You guys are nuts. I just think you're not giving John Gruden enough credit. All right, let's move past revisionist history. Let's move past the Raiders here, and let's move on to Pete's Arizona Cardinals. Bruce Arians stepping down in an emotional press conference on Monday. So, Petey, we'll give you the floor here. What do you think Steve Kahn should go after to uh, coach in the desert? I would go after Mike Vrabel. That's who I would go after. He'd be he'd be number one target for me if if I was Steve Kahn. I, I think they got a lot of great young pieces on defense. That that team is going to be built around the defense now. I think Mike Vrabel's a, a you know comes he didn't coach under Belichick, but he's been around Belichick. He, he he knows how to handle players. He's got the presence. I would go get Mike Vrabel. That would be first and foremost on my list. All right, Pete. I'm going to run through some names. I want you to tell me yes or no for the for the Cardinals. Matt Patricia. Behind Vrabel for me. Well, go ahead. Okay, but he, but he'd be, but you like, I yeah. like him as a fit. I just think yeah. he would work well there. What about James Betcher? No. No? No. I know, Steve I know one of, somebody recently wrote a big thing about him this recently. I think our friend Andy Benoit, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. gave him a nice promo. Um, but to answer your question, no. Not happening? No. Steve Wilkes. In- interesting. John D. Filippo. No. Never call uh, play. He's never called plays. Ever. Jim Schwartz? No. There's no, I, I know Steve Kime. I know Jim Schwartz. Forget about it. <laughs> Pat Shermer. I think Pat Shermer's done a fantastic job. By the way, I voted for him as assistant coach of the year yesterday. My ballot's in. And Did Pat, you MVP vote in? Yep. Can you reveal who you went with? I can reveal whoever the hell I want to. Yeah. You went with you. You voted for Brady. Of course I did. Okay, just make sure. I know you, you. You had tweeted that you were thinking about Gurley. I think it was about Gurley. I went with Brady. Did you go Todd? What about Todd Bowles? Bowles is he's coming back to the Jets. You'd have to trade for him, but maybe the Jets. No, stop it. For Todd Will, what the hell? Trade for Todd Bowles? What are you're you crazy. About? Man, I'm not talking like eight million dollars or two. You're million. crazy. Stop it. Hey, that is no, the that really is. Maybe you know what? They they got a better chance of hiring Byron Leftwich than they do bringing Todd Bowles back. They have a better chance of hiring of a, who's another Jaguars quarterback of hiring Shane Matthews than they. By do the way, Byron Leftwich will be a head coach soon. I don't think he's ready yet though. So you think Vrabel should be the top guy? I can see Vrabel's like a like a meteor, like Arians type of dude, right? That would make sense. I can see that. I can see that working with like Kimes. Yeah, Kimes. absolutely. <laughs> All right, now where? Right, let me ask you this, Pete. Where do you rank the Cardinals' job in terms of the open jobs? Because I mean, to me, there is a serious downside with the quarterback situation. You don't know what's going to happen with Larry Fitzgerald. The offense, you could say that the offense lacks the sort of talent you need there. Um, defensively, I think they're better than people think, and it's a very as, as much as it has not always been a great situation in terms of the ownership and the front office, at this point in time it is with Michael Bidwell being a hands-on guy who lets his lets his football guys do football things and then Steve Kime being very capable of bringing in especially veteran talent. Um, where do you rank the Cardinals' job? I think the Lions' job is the best because they have Stafford. Um, I mean, you know, I would normally say the Colts' job might be the best because they have luck, but we don't know what he's going to be like. You can just guess. So I would say the Lions job is the best. I think the Arizona the job is, I think the Arizona job. The Bears, the Cardinals, or the Giants job? Well, New York's New York, so you take New York. I mean, I, I, if I want to coach anywhere, I want to coach the Giants. I want to be in New York. I'll, I will handle. But if you like Trubisky, though, if you like Trubisky, then the Bears job is the job to have. Yeah, well, to be determined. 
No, if you if you have real if you have Andrew Luck back, the Colts' job is the one to have. Yeah, 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 but I don't I don't think it's too up in the air. I mean, like you can't. And let's not forget Matt sure. Stafford's only twenty nine, isn't he? Yeah. So that's the best job. But but I like the air of the three. I want to coach in New York because I'm I want the challenge. I I deal with the media. I can deal with the pressure. I want that job. It's still New that York. It's the Giants. Who me in New you York? Shut up, Clobber. Shut up. Clobber, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Come on. That you know, would be like a, a shorter Tanner Rex Ryan. And then you, and, and Pete, Pete would strangle Gary Myers. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> they, like, um, they move uh, Meta off the Jets beat onto the Giants beat just to chat with you. Yeah, but you know what? I would. I would he he works, so I would probably do. I'd probably work well with Meta. Uh, you know, and no, I, no, no. you would you would be you would you would be fun to have as a head coach in New York. I'm not even kidding. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be great theory. I would, lo- I would I would love to deal with the New York media also. I mean, that would a blast, right? Hey, the air the but the Arizona job is intriguing because of the defense. There were so many good young players on that defense. But who's have, the quarterback? Well, who's get the quarterback? one. It should have been Patrick Mahomes. They should have drafted Patrick Mahomes this year. That's who the quarterback should be. Uh, well, they I didn't have a chance to. I, I well, they could have traded up the way the Chiefs did. Yeah. I, I just want to say that um. And we'll move past this. Um, I would be okay with the Giants trading the number two pick and the first round picks in each of the next two years afterwards for Mahomes. Because I think Patrick, he's he's officially my favorite young. Well, I, no, I, you I, wouldn't I, be okay with that. You would not be would okay you take with that. Mahomes over Watson. I like Mahomes oh more. I like Mahomes more than Watson coming out a lot more. But now that I've seen them both play, I like. I still think Mahomes has a higher ceiling. That's just yeah, me. Yeah. Mahomes. Mahomes' ceiling. ceiling is Brett Favre. Gunslinger. His he, his arm is is preposterous. Yeah, it's preposterous. absurd. It's a cannon. And speaking of arms, Nick, I saw that you watched you watched Josh Allen the other day. That arm made you go wild, didn't it? You like him, huh? Well, it, it's funny because it's like all of his throws is highlights. He's he's constantly on the run because his offensive line sucks, but he's throwing like sixty yard lasers on the run, like off his back. It's unbelievable. I'm not saying that he's like the most polished guy. No, he's not. And I have not done enough research to really. No, make he's wrong. He's wrong. But I'll tell you what, like people that are saying, like, like coach him up. Like that's why you pay these guys million millions of dollars a year, right? What about what about that bowl performance from Sam Darnold? I get that he was on the run. Though. Baby hands. He's got baby hands. He's got a baby face too. He looks like you, kind of, Brinson. He's got a stupid haircut. Hey, am I not wrong? Hey. Hey Nick, didn't I tell you that Sam Darnold and, uh, and 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 Will Brinson come from the same? They're cut from the same cloth. Look at them; they look a lot alike. You know what? We need to get that poll up on our site. Well, there's one. I'm going to come up with a poll. Do Will Brit? Does Will Brinson look like Sam Darnold? I, I don't see it. Who's that an insult to Darnold or me? Yeah, it's an insult to Darnold. Yeah, they're insulting Darnold. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to, be, to be fair, he's like a 21 year old starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If I was a, if I was a, if I was a starting quarterback for like. The, the the college games that has the best looking women in the country. And somebody's like, you look like this thirty six year old dad blogger. I think that too. And, and you know what? If you're but you know what? If you're the quarterback at USC, it doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Darnold's got tenth like because their first off, their offensive line is dreadful. That's the worst offensive line I've ever seen a USC team put out there in the years. It was bad college football. But he makes some bad decisions, but then, like, he'll stand in there and he makes yeah. throws, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, you see the tantalizing potential. Right. Isn't that why you pay these quarterback coaches and these offensive coordinators millions of dollars? Coach the kid up. 
Yeah, but you can't you can't teach a kid. This 2018 class, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darnold all have a lot of that like wow, but woof factor to them. Is it is it possible that this miserable 2017 quarterback class is going to be better than the the glorious uh, franchise saving 2018 class? Yes, I think it depends on Josh Allen. Like if Allen's good, then no, right? I think I think I think Allen. I you know me. I've been on that. Mahomes, Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, are they are those three guys gonna be better than Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darnold? Maybe. But but I say what? I might not even come out. You know I've been I've been the guy I pump Josh Allen as much as anybody and and I when I watch him make throws I go, Wow, but there's a lot of bad there, man. He's he's gotta he needs really, really to be refined. But I and I'll say this. He's said that too though. He's yes, and and he's playing with JV players. I mean, he's playing with a bad offensive line, like Nick said. His receivers this year were terrible. I mean, he's, and they drop a ton of passes, and he presses too much. But somebody gets him and molds him. They got themselves a big, strong, tough, physical quarterback. It feels draw. like it feels like the Josh Allen hype is a little bit driven by the wind stuff too. They're like, no, oh, it's hey, not. Got this guy from North Dakota State. This guy I had a scout last year compare him to John Elway. I, I remember you were hyping him up before the season. I, I will absolutely give you credit for that. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Go ahead. Um, all right, all right, cool. Um, and I'll just I'll say my um, I love Lamar Jackson. My concern with Lamar Jackson is oh, he, he will get he will get hurt. He's not. Playing, playing he, he'll be. He's he's got. And talk about a guy who's passing lacks. Uh, I mean, he needs work on that. He's oh exciting God. to watch. He's fun to watch, but. He's got an awesome arm, Lamar. Yeah, but he's not—he's not even—he's not close to being the passer. Like there were questions about Deshaun Watson last year when he came out about his. He's not close to being Deshaun Watson in terms of being a passer. This is this. By the way, this this draft class is Darnold in or Darnold out is the perfect storm for all like the stuff that goes along with the quarterback classes leading up to the draft because you have Mayfield, who is a lightning rod, and I I I think. You'll like this, Nick. I think he's WCW Deshaun Watson. Who so is like, Baker Mayfield? I saw that tweet. I, I disagree with that. He's Deshaun Watson, but with the crotch shot. That, it, you're, it doesn't make sense. You mean DX, not not WCW. Degeneration. WCW, like Hulk Hogan with WCW or NWA. Yes, that was NW. Yes, you're, you're, what you're saying is incorrect, though. I get what you're trying but to you say. You get what I'm saying, right? I get what you're saying, but WC, you mean Degeneration X, the people that did the suck it and the crotch shot. Oh, whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. No, well, well, I mean, not whatever. One's right and one's wrong. People are not okay. going to know what you're talking about. Okay, when you well, all the millennials are like, Woman Crush Wednesday? What are you talking about, old man? No, I was like, oh. When you say WCW, the implication is, is he's not as good. That's what the implication is for wrestling fans. Uh, and what well, you're trying to say is he's got attitude. So you need to say he's DX. That's what, you're, that's what you mean. Yeah, okay. Or NWO, maybe. Um, not, no, NWO doesn't work either. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway, you got the point. You got the, he's, he's the show no. Watson with the, with the attitude. I, but you got Mayfield, you got Lamar Jackson, who people are going to criticize, and then you got people criticize those people calling them racist because they don't like Lamar Jackson as a passer. And then people are going to be like, well, you know what, I don't like Lamar Jackson, but I really like the grit and the coachability and the moxie of this Josh Allen kid. And be like, you racist! And then Rosen, like, is he mature enough? The, the, the tapes exactly. aren't going to be. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. attitude. And then, like, what was this, like, the Steve Palazzo of PFF tweeted out? He's like, one AFC executive told me, He's like, he's worried that 
Mayfield's flu-like symptoms mean he can't play in the AFC North or something like that. Well, well, okay, but let, let me say this. The best stuff you get on any player is anonymous, okay? So we have a tendency in this business, uh, it's, oh, how dare they do it to the kid? How dare they do it to the kid? My God, anonymous scouts, give me a break. You want sugar-coated garbage or do you want the real story on the players? I mean, that's where, that's where Palazzo's making fun of the anonymous scout. That's where everybody, oh, but how dare they? How dare he? Give me a break. All right, so let's move on to the Chicago Bears now. Enjoyed that conversation. We're going to have a fun draft season here on the Pick 6 Pod. How about Chicago, Will? What do you like for them? John Fox out? Who should come in to coach Mitchell Trubisky? I mean, I think this is the clear-cut best offensive guy. Yeah, yeah, but I think that this is the situation where if you're the Bears, you are trying to replicate, and I realize that it's not as easy as just you know, doing it and saying it, but you want to the replicate McVay model. the McVay model. Get the young offensive guy to help work with Mitchell Trubisky. He has the upside there. Um, he's shown it even in, you know, in a, in a questionable year, but it's, how can you judge him when he's got John Fox coaching him? And I, I think that you could put the pieces around there to, to maybe take a step Offensively, they showed something on defense last year, and I would go with Josh McDaniels if, if if I were able to lure him in there. I would go after Josh McDaniels. He'd be my he'd be number one for that job. I think it would be a great situation for him. Um, you know, I heard Pete Carmichael's name mentioned. I, I look, Pete Carmichael is he really the guy in charge of the offense in 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 New Orleans? I mean, that's Sean Payton and Drew Brees. That's a concern for me. Same way with Matt Patricia. Is Matt Patricia the defensive coach? Is he really the defensive coordinator in New England, or is it Bill Belichick who made his, you know, made his strike, earned his stripes on the defensive side of the ball? So I'm concerned, but I would go after. I'm with you, Will. I'd go after Josh McDaniels if I were them to, to kind of work with Mitch Trubisky. I'll tell you what. You know who I would want to get in a couple of years because obviously he's not going anywhere now because he just signed a new deal with Nebraska. It's Scott Frost. Neither here nor there for this coaching cycle, but I like Scott Frost a lot. I, I like Scott. Scott Frost. I like Scott Frost too. I do, too. All right. Um, how about the Indianapolis Colts here, guys, with um, obviously the cloud hanging over the team is Andrew Luck. you got Jim Irsay declaring definitively that there's nothing wrong with Luck's shoulder anymore, and he's going to be back. Will, you have been all over this story from the beginning. You had it pegged correctly from the start on CBSSports.com. Um, so give you a lot of credit for that. You were 100% right over where the story was going from the beginning. So now that the season is over here, Luck finally met with the media after his sojourn into Europe. What's your take here on what the Colts, Chris Ballard, and company should do for the next head coach? I, well, I think, first of all, you have to take whatever Jim Mercy says, throw it into a blender, mix it up, um, add some creatine, and then throw it in the trash because it means nothing. You know Turn what I mean? That you don't, it's sticking straight up your candy ass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like He's like, I'm not going to BS you guys. I'm not going to BS you guys. It's like, uh, Jim, you said before the season, luck was going to be ready week one. And then you push it back. I, mean, I remember before the season, I was like, I said, I didn't think you play half the season. People were like, what? That's crazy. You can just see the writing on the wall coming. I think the good news from this, what you hear, if you're reading the sort of the tea leaves in there, is that Chris Ballard is going to have the final say on this coach, or at least the ability to hand it to Jim Irsay and say, I need you to sign off on this. You trust me, right? Um, and that's important because so much of what – so much of the bad things that happened um, were a result of Pagano and Chuck Pagano and Ryan Grigson not being on the same page. And, and sort of, I think 
this this organization crafted by Ursa, who look is a little kooky to say the least. So I, I like the idea of getting Chris Ballard the option to bring in his guy, and I think it comes down to two dudes, um, either Dave Tube or Matt Nagy in um, in Kansas City, where Ballard came from. I think there are more candidates that, that would work. I think if Andrew Pete's right, if Andrew Luck is 100% healthy, this is the best job out there. And maybe you go chase Josh McDaniels. Maybe John Gruden's interested. Um, but in this instance, I think you go with what you know. You go to the Andy Reid coaching tree that's been very successful. I think there are five head coaches in the NFL that are currently Andy Reid or Andy Reid uh, tree guys and plenty of assistants. And I think that um, one of those two guys would make a lot of sense. I think he's going to hire Dave Tobe. Tobe. Yep, I do. I think he's going to hire a special teams buddy. Look, one thing about this business, we you, you learn more and more every year. It's all about relationships. It's not, you know, what – what these guys know is who you know, and, and I think he's going to hire his buddy. Uh, well, can I interject here, Peaks? I want to ask you this question here because I think, like, you are – you've been covering the NFL for a long time. You are as connected as anybody is. So I think that a lot of people, what you're saying, like, I would see something like that or fans see something like that, and they think, oh, Ballard's hiring his own guy here. Maybe this isn't a great hire. But you actually think – is he actually a good candidate? Because I've seen – Oh, uh, yes, he's a good candidate. Yes. Everybody yes. I talk to yeah. – every, yeah, everybody I talk to, the coaches I talk to say that he – even though you're a special teams coach, he would command the room. He would hire good coordinators. He would know how to delegate. He would know how to handle everything. He'd be a presence in the room. That's what you want. It's look when you're the head coach of a team, you have you, you got to hire good coordinators and let them do their jobs. And you have to be the guy that handles the the room and handles the tough decisions. And you have to be good on game day. And, and a lot of these guys aren't good on game day. Hey, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach and won a Super Bowl. It's not that complicated. Now, he hasn't done a great job of hiring his coordinators lately, but bottom line is you got to have let the, let the guy coach, hire good coordinators, go from there. It's not – it's football. They make it out to be the hardest thing in the world. It's – it's it's you know, there's, you just got to be able to hire good guys and let them do their job. Now, who he hires as coordinators, Nick, that'll tell if he's going to be a good coach or not. I like it. Okay. And last one for us to discuss here, Pete, it's the job that you said was the best one available right now with the Andrew Luck situation up in the air, and it's the Lions because they've got Matthew Stafford. Who should Bob Quinn look at to replace Jim Caldwell? Well, you know he's going to look at his New England buddies. That's a given. I mean, look, Bob Quinn came from the tree. He's from the New England tree. He's going to look at Josh McDaniels. He's going to look at Matt Patricia, and he's going to look at Mike Rabel. But, you know, look, what side of the ball do they have to go on? The offenses can be fine. I think Matt Stafford can handle himself on offense. They need to get the defense better. And, and for me, that means Matt Patricia's at play there, and so is Mike Vrabel. I think those two guys, as much as anybody, will be the guys that will be in play there. Yeah, I think the Matt Patricia thing is an obvious fit. Um, McDaniels, too, if that's the direction you want to go. But Would Jim Bob stay on? Well, let's just say that Patricia's theoretically the guy. Would, would, he keep, would Jim Bob get retained? Maybe, or maybe he – you know, these guys – Here's one thing. When you bring a, when, when a guys go in for interviews, and I've told many assistant over the years, the best way to impress an owner is to have your seven deep at every coaching position. Guys that you want to hire. So when you go in there, you go, here's my list. If I don't get number one, I'm going after number two. If I don't get number two, here's my number three at every single coaching position. So they have their idea. We don't know if he has any relationship with Jim Bob Cooter. We don't know if he would be willing to keep Jim Bob Cooter. But I guarantee you, he has one, two, and three. And probably Jim Bob Cooter isn't on that list. 
yet. Now, maybe he forms a relationship with him when he's there or he gets to know him and he decides he's going to keep him. But I think most of these guys have their predetermined idea of who they're going with their coordinator. Sure. I mean, it's like, look, it's like any job. You go in to take the job and you say, here's what I'm going to do when I get there. Um, and they say, you know, what are you going to do with the guys who are currently here? And you, 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 you know, if you're smart, I think you express a willingness to, to work with them. And I, but I think you also say, listen, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do. I was reading somebody, somebody was talking about, um, a coach came in. I can't remember, I can't remember, I just can't remember who it was, but they just blew him away with, like, I'm going to hire this person, this person, this person. Here. Oh, actually, you know what it was? It was, um, Pete Dammel had a piece on Kirby Smart. Basically, Kirby Smart came out yesterday, I think, but Kirby Smart was like, here's what I want to hire, this, do this, 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 this. And it was like a color-coded chart breaking down exactly what he wanted to do. They all do that now. They all do it. Of course, but I mean, like, it's just like any job. Like, if you go in and blow away the guy who's going to sign off on hiring you and you have this plan in place, then of course, yeah, it looks a lot better. Yeah, I I just think, I just think there's, it's, there's competition for a lot of those guys. Uh, you got to be real careful hiring your friends. We've seen that blow up in a lot of situations. Guys hire their buddies and it doesn't work out. And, you know, you got a problem with that. I mean, Gus Bradley hired a lot of his friends when he got the job in Jacksonville and it blew up on him. I mean, it's happened over and over and over again. You got to, because you got to fire that guy eventually if it doesn't work. And that, that's never a good thing. Ryan hired his brother. Yep. I mean, it doesn't work. Uh, all right. I've got one last thing here, guys, because I know Pete's got to run to get on his flight, get back to Jacksonville. Um, so the Packers announced on Monday a bombshell that Ted Thompson reassigned within the organization. Um, he That has actually come out while we've been doing the pod. Um, I'll find it, but Thompson's new role is like special advisor to some BS, whatever the hell it's going to be. So Green Bay is going to have a new GM. So we can speculate on that, and I don't even think that we should because you know, maybe in-house candidate, maybe it won't be, but who the hell knows. Here's my question, though. Is there any chance you guys think that whomever the new GM is moves on from Mike McCarthy? Because no. if that indeed happens, because no. then the Packers job with Aaron Rodgers, that becomes the number one job. No, they won't because it's going to be an in-house candidate to be Elliot Wolf. Ron Wolf's son, who, you know, by bloodline has been in the organization for a while, and a lot of people think he's well respected in the organ around the league. He is the guy. He will be the he will be the GM and he will keep Mike McCarthy. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing too to 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 look at this is Mike McCarthy said, I'm going to make sweeping changes on my coaching staff, gets rid of Dom Capers, gets rid of some other guys. To me, that speaks to Mike McCarthy winning whatever power struggle there is here and Ted Thompson being shifted aside. And Mike McCarthy maybe getting a, a, a GM in place who will share his vision to make a hard push um, to spend money, to draft aggressively, and to try and win a Super Bowl in the final. I mean, look, we talk about this all the time on this podcast. They got one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Ted Thompson won two Super Bowls, but he only won one with Favre and only won one with Rodgers. I mean, you could argue that's disappointing given the level of quarterback play. So I think – I'm not saying Wolf is going to go against what he does and he's from that Ted Thompson school and the, and the Ron Wolf school if, if he's the guy. I think, think you'll see a – but I think you might see a little more aggression in terms of bringing guys in and trying to make a hard push um, with the Packers. I, I agree with Peter. By, by the way, one last thing about um, Wolf. The advisory council that recommends candidates to the National Football League's owners is one of the guys on that committee is Ron Wolf, which is why you see Elliot Wolf's name always on that list. Just, just FYI. Not that he, not that he doesn't have the credentials. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know the inner workings of that organization, but it's, it's kind of an unfair thing when you're recommending all your buddies. I mean, that's not fair. 
All right, so before we get out of here, I have one question for you guys. Don't have to answer it now, but I think it would I would love to get see where, where you guys are leaning right now. So let's say that we do the three picks, right? We pick three games for Wild Card Weekend, and we leave one out. And by the way, um, while we've been doing this podcast, Adam Schefter of ESPN tweeted, LaShawn McCoy going to be a game-time decision for the game against the Jaguars with that ankle injury here. So out of the four games against the spread, you got the Chiefs around minus eight against the Titans. Saints minus six, minus six and a half against the Panthers. The Rams minus six against the Falcons and the Jaguars minus eight right now against the Bills. Which would be your best bet right now? The one that you would. No, we can't reveal confident. that. We're going to reveal it on. Uh... You know, it's, it's, it's a lean. Right which you lean. It's not, you're not going to be held to My best. You know where my best bet is? The Falcons. Jacksonville, baby. No, the Falcons. They're winning the game no, outright. I don't like anybody. I just like to be right, and I haven't been right as much as I'd like to. Hey, Pete, do you want to know an incredible fact? What's an incredible fact, Will? You found it on Twitter, I'm sure. I did. In <laughs> 2018, Blake Bortles has yet to throw a single incomplete pass or interception. That's great. That's great. <laughs> why Why are people still taking shots at Blake Bortles? I mean, the, the no, team... no, no, it's just yeah. Bortles. It's, it's, it's at Bortles facts. It's funny. That doesn't count as funny. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, who's your mine would be the Falcons. Who's yours? Mine or Nick's? Yours. Um, I think I go with the Chiefs right now. I think you're gonna bludgeon the Titans. Wow! So Bobby Princeton and yours truly gonna be on the other side because I'm taking the Titans. So am I. So am I. This is my gut feeling right now. That run defense is twenty. So you, that, so you go with that because you know what's gonna happen. We're going to do this on Thursday or Friday, and Bobby's going to ship back now. And he's going hey, to by the way, that run defense in Kansas City is atrocious. I, I know the running game hasn't been that good, but it will be on. It will be this weekend. I'm allowed to do whatever I want. Is that, is it what do you do? You change pick. You change picks all the time. Doesn't matter. Well, well, Will Brinson may change picks, but that does not change the fact that. He is a champion, my friend. You know what? Since you two tie, don't they say that when you tie, it's like kissing your sister? You two should kiss each other. <laughs> no, I'll be the, when it's all said and done, I will be the champ. So get your playoff picks ready. The fact that Nick's already copying my paper, taking the Titans, I don't like it. Hey, when the leaves turn brown, you will fall down. I mean, he's already, Will, he's already up. When the leaves turn brown and it's time to do the podcast, Will Brinson won't be around. <laughs> <laughs> Will, we did do Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. We yeah. Your it is, it's the truth. I missed you guys. What did you? Uh, what we want to know before we get out of here is what did you actually do on New Year's Eve? There had to be a Brinson oyster roast. No, no, no. no. We, I mean, I was, I was actually just writing a bunch of stories. And again, no. No, you did Eric, something on New Year's Eric, Eve. I know Eric you. Still, is Eric here? Oh, Eric, yeah, Eric, Eric, Eric was showing us the text messages, which is classic Will Brinson, which is Nick and Peter there. Why can't they just do it? I didn't say that. Yeah, you might have. No, Jason wanted to record at 6 p.m. before the games were over and we knew anything before anybody was fired. What did – who can we know you, you bailed, but what did you actually – I know there had to be a, bu a bushel of oysters involved in New Year's Eve. It's a loafer party, man. I had a loafer party. Loafer and oyster party. No, what did you really do? Did you seriously? No, we just hung out with through some friends of ours. We, I, I finished. I, mean, I was working. The something foo-foo hell happened. There had to be something that the Brit. No. It was Brinson. Brinson was like, "It's New Year's Eve. I don't want to work. Let those two morons do it." That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. I recorded after the games. And then we and then we played. Then I was then I was lonely guy in the hotel room. Because I worked all night and there was nothing open to eat, so I had to I had to uh, 
I had to buy, so I had to go get room service for once in my life. That's it. Right, no, one on the, no one who subscribes to this podcast wants to hear this. All right, here's, well, actually, I think they, they do like this. They do, because now they, now they know how you feel about us. Just let them do it. Just let them do it. Um, iTunes, leave that five-star review. Um, tell us if you think Will Brinson was a jerk or not for leaving us out in the cold on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Five-star review on iTunes. Why? Because we're awesome. For Will Brinson and Pete Prisco, I'm Nick Costos. We will catch you later in the week. Thanks against the spread. Wild Card Weekend.